Welcome to Galaxy Forum. I'm your host, Melissa Kaplan, and we're here to explore the creativity happening in the LCC galaxy, in our classrooms and on campus, and connecting the work of our stars with our community. We're talking about infrastructure today, big picture for Michigan, local picture for Lansing Community College. I am very pleased to welcome my guests, Representative Alyssa Slotkin, Michigan's 8th District Congresswoman. Thank you so much for making the time to join us. Of course. Happy to be here. And Kathy Willem, Dean of Technical Careers at Lansing Community College. Thank you. You're welcome. So depending on who you're talking to, the word infrastructure doesn't always inspire thoughts of creativity, yet the fields that support it and the work done to get it funded These things require vision, ingenuity, and resourcefulness, a lot of creativity. Last November, the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act was signed into law, and Representative Slotkin, you were instrumental in leading the bipartisan coalition that worked for its passage in Congress. I understand that it totals over a trillion dollars with more than $10 billion for Michigan. What does that mean for our state? Yeah, um, well, I certainly helped lead it. We had a bipartisan group uh, that came together and came up with the skeleton of the agreement, and that's kind of what made it through. I I mean, to be honest, this amount of money is just more than any person living has seen come in for infrastructure since we built the national highway system back in World War II. I mean, it's just um, a significant amount of money, and that's because in Michigan and all across the country, we had just so underinvested in keeping up our infrastructure you know, our roads, our bridges, our tunnels, sure, but lots of other things that we needed this sort of serious capital investment. So it, it's going to be dropped in the bank accounts of the state of Michigan, hopefully here in early summer. Um, and uh, and then it'll be up to the state to make a plan to spend it. But it means we can do just major upgrades to, again, not just roads and bridges, but think water infrastructure. Think broadband internet from the farthest corners of the UP to every single rural home in the state. It just is transformative on what it can do um, and the strategic projects that you can do when you have that, that amount of money coming in at the same time. So what are some of the ways that you expect this to impact mid-Michigan, um, the area that's served by Lansing Community College? Well, it's a bunch of things. I mean, I think um, first and foremost, um, we all talk about, our, you know, fixing fixing the darn roads. Uh, we talk about, um, you know, how terrible our infrastructure is compared to other states. And all you have to do is drive to Ohio, where the roads just smooth out the minute you cross the, the border, which no Michigander, no self-respecting Michigander likes. Um, so certainly people are going to start to see that in their neighborhood. But, you know, I, I think about what broadband Internet would do in every corner of Michigan, right? I mean, think about how kids did not have access to the internet when we started this pandemic. Oh, yeah. Uh, Think about how so many of them literally had to go to, like, the parking lot of their school or a a Taco Bell in order to be able to do their schoolwork. But then our businesses. I mean, COVID has changed for a lot of people how we do work, and we want to attract that next generation of businesses and make sure they thrive in Michigan. They just need broadband. There is no such thing as a community getting big investment from a, of a local business without broadband. So it, it's just, uh, uh, you know, going to allow some really, I think, major things. And then, frankly, there's a whole what we call resilience angle. So last summer, how many times did our power go out? How many times did our 
uh, communities flood just in one season. And we need to expect that we're going to have more storms. They're going to be more serious. And our power grid, you know, people are plugging in more devices than ever in history. So we need to upgrade our, our power grid. There's just big transformative things that we need to do. Um, and infrastructure supports all of that. Transformative is is definitely the word, and it it uh, you know the the thought that infrastructure is one thing, uh, and and like you said the the roads certainly people that needs to be fixed. It's it, it affects everybody who has a car, and in Michigan that's you know a whole lot of us. But just talking with you, Dean Willem, um, about the perception of infrastructure and what infrastructure really, really entails, which is a lot of innovative, advanced technologies. Uh, and LCC has, in your division, the Technical Careers Division, more than a dozen programs, and a lot of those are leading to work in infrastructure. Um, tell us about some of those programs. Well, absolutely. I think, you know, when you say infrastructure, people immediately think of like the roads and the railroads and planes and things on those lines. But when they recently we had the announcement about the uh, ion lithium battery plant here just a mile or two down the road from where we're at, and they think of that as in cars. But in my mind, I was thinking homes like like Representative Slotkin just mentioned, you know, the whole thing about the power grid and, and more homes are being wired. You're going to have to take those home from 100 amp to 150 amp to to prepare them for charging of an electric vehicle. You're looking at what is that going to take instead of uh, gas stations necessarily. How are we going to have that infrastructure in place at our homes, at our businesses, at the schools for those vehicles? Um, this this is just an example. Utilities. Right now, we know that we have we talk about the line worker program. Where we're looking at what are we doing with underground splicing. Our large cities, you know, Lansing area, they're going to underground splicing. You don't see poles up in the cities anymore. And so what does that infrastructure look like? And how are we working with our, our companies that we work with to prepare our students for that? So there's, I totally agree with the representative saying there is a lot going on outside of what people think of in the terms of infrastructure. Right. And and so I know the there's at least half a dozen programs that are specifically geared toward that. Dean Willem in our, our technical careers, um, things like the developing cybersecurity, mm-hmm. um, advanced manufacturing. Can you tell us, you know, about a couple of those and, and uh, the curriculum and how students are learning so the equipment that we have? I know we've got some pretty marvelous resources and, um, you know, that, that give people incredible hands-on experience. Absolutely. And, and currently we have a, a grant through an H-1B grant from an Industry Infinity Grant in which we are writing brand new cybersecurity curriculum that is not just what people think for the computer information technology programs, but it's also for advanced manufacturing. And think about electric and autonomous vehicles and how you need to secure that, those, that network and the programming and, and things along those lines. So we're tying it into those areas as well. And as far as advanced manufacturing, I, I, the equipment is just amazing. I have a new piece of equipment in my welding lab right now. It's a cobot. You just have to touch it and tell it where to go. You know, you move the arm, and then it does all the work. The technologies are changing so rapidly. And when you think about cybersecurity, you've got to make sure that you have a network that's secure so that you don't want anyone hacking in your production line and shutting it down and things along those lines. So, again, that is, you're right, another aspect of the infrastructure work that needs to be done that 
is not seen, but really has a huge impact on productivity. I'm curious how, uh, you know, how new are these programs and what other programs are in the pipeline? Oh my gosh, this is uh, new. Um, our cybersecurity, we, we're, we will be introducing all the new curriculum this fall. We also have another new program that we are introducing this fall that has been approved, and that is drone, drone technology and maintenance. So we are working right now, um, it's part of our, through our, our computer information technology and our aviation pro- programs, but it will be directed, our first one is going to be directed towards our fire academy and fire science program because we want to uh, show our, our, we have a fire academy. So what we want to do is make sure that our students are learning how to use drones to identify sources of fire. Is it safe to go in? Things along those lines. We're going to also tie those drones into our utilities. And we're also going to tie it into our police academy. And we're tying it into construction management and architecture and all those other areas. So they're all going to be, in fact, we want to even tie it into one of your areas, Melissa, with uh, your uh, digital marketing components. So there, there's a lot of different, nothing is in silos anymore. We work across not just within our division, but across other divisions. And our industry partners are coming across, they'll, they'll have different components that don't, don't tie just into welding. They're tying into networking. They're tying into the whole uh, architecture. When you think of building a new home, we're not talking about wood and, and uh, some of the materials that we're comfortable with. There's new materials coming out. There's new uh, developments going on right now. So even that infrastructure and construction management is taking a different shape. That's an extremely exciting. And um, like I said at the beginning, people, I think uh, a lot of people who don't realize, don't realize just how creative the work in infrastructure is. And, um, you know, I, I know that a, I understand, I believe a part of the, the law uh, relates to jobs and relates to uh, wage provisions. And Representative Slotkin, could you talk about that for a little bit? Sure. I mean, I think one of the things that was really important to us when we were crafting this bill is, you know, we all talk about jobs, but we we really need to be talking about jobs, like careers and jobs for a lifetime, well-paid jobs, because it, it, it doesn't make sense for someone to have to work two or three jobs just to pay their bills. So we put in specific provisions that would ensure that if you're going to be spending federal infrastructure dollars, you're going to be um, paying a living wage. Someone someone can work 40 hours a week and not have to work three jobs and have benefits and have a career and have the dignity that comes with that work. Um, so we wrote that specifically into the bill, and I think it helps ensure that we don't have a ton of federal money that where everyone's kind of underbidding each other um, and, and just not paying people what they're worth. Yeah, that is incredibly important. You know, one of the things, th- thank you for saying that, because one of the things I don't think people realize is that, in, and with our division, our technical careers division, you know, we are focused on the trainings that provide the, our students with those, what I call um, sustainable wage, very high wage jobs that are financially sustainable and economically mobile. And, and I think about how the, the work that was going on right now, our students are learning how to learn because the technology is going to keep changing. And if our students need to have that foundation where they can say, look, I learned how to do this and I can still learn how to continue to learn. And, and what you're doing there is, is creating that base where they will be able to keep going as the technologies change and we know they're changing rapidly and it's very dynamic. 
We're talking about infrastructure today on Galaxy Forum with Representative Alyssa Slotkin, Michigan's 8th District Congresswoman, and with Kathy Willem, Dean of Technical Careers at Lansing Community College. Um, I think about this, as you described it, Representative Slotkin, transformative influx of funding. I mean, so often in the past, it's it's been much, so many, such smaller amounts uh, compared to, you know, what's made possible with this law. Uh, how does that impact uh, of how this funding is spent and, and uh, allocated to have so much money at one time? Yeah. So, you know, I think the, the thing is we're all happy after talking about infrastructure and having, you know, announcing infrastructure week every other week, we finally actually have the money. And we know in Michigan that, um, action is better than words. So we now have, you know, this possibility in front of us. And it's really incumbent on leaders, local and state leaders, to have some strategic vision on how this money is spent. Because it would be just a real shame if we had this amount of money, you know, available and all we did were sort of small tactical projects, not the big rebuilding of a grid or the big rebuilding of a bridge but just a, a patch job, you know, here and there, that would be missing the moment, I think. And I think when you have this amount of money, you have to prioritize and plan, and there has to be accountability. And I think that's why, you know, I've been talking to a bunch of different organizations that are going to be in the lead for a lot of these projects. And I'm saying, hey, what kind of uh, checks and balances are you putting in to make sure that the the plan for how this is spent, in money is going to be spent, and um, the actual execution is is living up to what taxpayers deserve. And I think that, to me, is the most important thing when I talk to state and local officials is, what are you doing now to prepare for this influx? Tell me your vision. Tell me how it's going to propel your community forward instead of just being the equivalent of a few, you know, patch jobs here and there. So, Dean Willem, uh, to that point about vision, how does LCC partner with industry and how can we help accomplish that? So, you know, there, we, the college doesn't decide what we're going to teach. Industry tells us what we need to do. And with this overall strategic vision that is coming down from, thank you very much, Representative Slotkin, and our state leaders, and our local leaders, we will have to work closely with them to ensure that what they need to accomplish this work, we can provide through a talent pipeline. And that is the role of Lansing Community College. That's that's, that's a powerful it. place to be. You know, we have just a couple minutes left, so I want to get one more question in for, for each of you. And uh, thinking of vision, thinking of, of the future a year or 18 months or, or two years from now, knowing that, that it will take, you know, a bit of time for the funding to be allocated. Um, Representative Slotkin, what do you hope to see in Michigan? in the future as a result of this law? Yeah, I want uh, to see our grid upgraded. I want to see um, infrastructure keeping pace with major job announcements like this big GM electric vehicle battery plant that we've just announced, um, where infrastructure is supporting the economic development of the community and keeping pace. I want to see us jump forward to the next you know, century where we have 
broadband internet from every corner of the state of Michigan, no matter where you're traveling for work, especially a lot of folks, who, a lot of young people who are going to graduate from LCC, they'll be on the road and traveling for work. I want them to have broadband everywhere they go, especially up north. Um, and I want to, uh, you know, just have a, uh, a, a I want to come out of this five years later and say that was the moment where we really got serious about electric vehicles and building the next generation of, you know, cars. And I think one of the things we haven't mentioned, but I think is so important is that this, you know, the Chinese are investing in their infrastructure at something like seven or 10 times the rate that we have been. And if we want to compete, we want to build that next generation of vehicles. We need to also build the electric vehicle charging stations. You need to be able to drive from Maine to California from, you know, Kalamazoo to Mackinac City on an, you know, an electric vehicle and in batteries that are timely, that don't take forever to charge. So I want to look back on this period and say that's when we really got serious about kind of competing for that next generation uh, of work uh, and leadership. Dean Willem, what do you hope to see for Lansing Community College in regards to this law? I want to see that we are able to provide, again, that talent pipeline that our industry needs so that they can accomplish these goals that have been laid out. This doesn't happen just because they're, we want to say we want to do this. We need to have the people, and, and, and Representative Stockton indicated this is exactly, we are, Michigan, Michiganders are totally on board with this, and we really need to make sure they have the skill sets that they will be needed by the industry in order to do the work that needs to be done. And I firmly believe we're already on that pathway, and I'm excited about the opportunities to continue to be innovative, to grow, and to meet the, the ongoing changing needs. Thank you. Yes. It's incredibly powerful to have this amount of funding and to not only be able to envision, but to, to know that it, it can be a reality, uh, provided all the partners uh, click into place and uh, that... that uh, that folks do learn just how fascinating and important in, and deep infrastructure actually is. This has su been such an informative discussion. Thank you, Dean Willem, for joining us today. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. And thank you so much, Representative Slotkin. Really appreciate your time. Of course. Happy to be here. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. You can visit lccconnect.org to listen to this show on demand and all the other great LCC Connect programming. Special thanks to our technical producer today, Lane Ingram, and to Andy Callis for composing our theme music. I'm Melissa Kaplan, and this is Galaxy Forum on LCC Connect.